Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema. The podcast that only has two people here this week and the podcast that after weeks of, yay, cinema's back, it looks like, you know, cinema might be going away <laughs> again. <laughs> so my name is Tosin, I'm the host based up near Birmingham in the middle of the country in the UK. And joining me on the Isle of Wight this week is a man who has a clock running and that is Sean Harris. Hello. Yes. Hello. Sean, can, can you tell us, tell us why is it that today we cannot spend loads of time talking about nonsense because you... Tell us why you have to get out of here quick. Okay, I have to get out. I have to move pretty quick because tonight I'm going to see the anniversary edition of Jackie Brown, the Tarantino movie that people weren't expecting. It's not his typical mold of thing, but I, yep. I, I really like it. And I think in retrospect, a lot of people have sort of come to warm to it a little bit, a little bit more than what it first release. <laughs> do, you, do you know what um, year it is like is it the 25th this is the 20th year anniversary of jackie brown i should just, just just so i can feel you off. I think it's, yeah i think it's yeah 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 that's it really well let, I, I should have it up here let me just see in city world because it'll be say what anniversary it is i'm not yeah. very good when it comes to um to to uh uh things but it will come up straight away and it is when it loads i'll just have a look on my little <laughs> old phone here you know what so, we're saying now? Jackie we, we, Brown, we it's a, I, I thought it was 25th anniversary. 25th, 25th anniversary. So 25 year, 25th anniversary. You know, just as we were saying that, oh, we don't have time to waste time today because Sean has to go and, like, okay, let's do some live Googling. <laughs> <laughs> Sean's going to Google to try and figure stuff out. Tosin's going to forget to put a card in I'm, the recorder. I'm, I'm glad I looked because I was, I was going to say 30th, so I'm glad I looked now. Yeah, no, it's a 25th anniversary. Yeah, because it, as we were, we were talking about it earlier, it was like, it's the third Tarantino film. It came after Pulp Fiction, and it was not what you expected. It wasn't a story he originally wrote himself. He adapted a novel, and it, it and he he brought, like, you know, brought a whole bunch of old people back. Like, Pam Grillo is the, is the lead. All that, you just, yeah. it, it's, so and, when you and, think of it as... Robert Robert Foster. Yeah, Robert Foster. Black Hole. Yeah, yeah, it was it was Robert yeah. Foster's kind of because he's Tarantino seen, had this he had this whole thing of reinvigorating people's careers like Harvey Keitel did, yeah, in Reservoir Dogs, John Travolta John in, Travolta, yeah, yeah, John Travolta in Pulp Fiction, yeah. and in this one, I mean Pam Grier. No, to be honest with you, this was the first time I ever heard of Pam Grier. Oh, it was the right. first time I ever heard of Pam Grier, and people were talking, "Oh my God, Pam Grier's back!" and I was like, "Who's Pam Grier?" Mm. <laughs> yeah, I have to start doing like a whole bunch of research going. Oh, she was a big deal in the seventies, and it's um, so yeah. He, he did that whole thing, and obviously you have Samuel L. Jackson. That the second time he worked with him, and mm. has that iconic line from Samuel L. Jackson of AK forty seven. When you absolutely, positively gotta kill every last in the room, <laughs> except no substitutes. That was, yeah, and it had yeah. that line. I think they put that line in the in the trailer. I remember the trailer for this one. They had that line in the trailer, just kind of like, yeah, maybe you should, maybe you should watch this film. This film, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Uh, oh, and also, oh, the final line, uh, the, the final line one of the characters hears is one that Odell, his character says, which is like, Lewis, what happened to you, man? What, what happened to you, man? You used your to be used beautiful. To, your ass used to be beautiful. Used to be beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> I said that's that's to Robert De Niro, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Well, I guess it's a twenty-five-year-old film. So if anybody hasn't watched it yet, your fault. 
So yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um yes. Yeah, he says it to him, says it to him, it's quite good. And you have Oh my god, you go Bridget it has a really good cast. That's a really good cast, yeah. Yeah, you got Bridget Fonda in there, you got Robert De Niro. Mm. It yeah, it's 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 got a really, really good cast. Right. And, I think and I now, think okay. it's definitely right. Mm. It's, it's one of my favourite parts of Robert De Niro. I just mm. like it because I, I he, he just I just believed in me with that sort of character, especially the the car park scene. I won't say any more because those people who who, <laughs> who haven't seen it perhaps. But yeah, the car park scene is one of the. I, I just love that. I could watch that on its own unlimited amount of times because yeah. because you know you can get driven to that. To those extremes sometimes <laughs> it's a scene between robert de niro and bridget fonda but uh, all right cool so we only have two films to talk about this week and uh, sean is going to be essentially i'm going to decide to make today a you special you went to the cinema you went to see the film that i wanted to see but i couldn't get out of the house to see which is see how they run in cinema and mm. you saw something else on at home on um uh, on netflix yeah so and because we have a little bit of time a little bit of time not that much We've had a comment, and we always, whenever somebody gives us a comment, be it on the podcast or leaves us a review or gets in touch with us on Facebook, I mean on YouTube, or even Facebook sometimes, to sort of say, um, talk about the reviews that we put up, we we like to sort of say, thank you for getting in touch with us, and we'll, we'll, we'll feature you on the podcast. And this is one that has was given two weeks ago, and I haven't been able to say it because it's long. It, oh. <laughs> it, is, it is long. It is on our Nope review, and I even said that we might have to do this bit by bit or paragraph <laughs> by paragraph because this guy, a guy called whose YouTube name is Hitoshi Nohara, uh-huh. he yeah he left a he left an essay on our review of Nope, which wow. as we said when we reviewed Nope, it is it is fitting because Nope is that kind of film that you know that makes you go and sit down and think and everything like that yeah and and as and as is the case with this sort of films not everything he says i agree with and um some of the stuff is kind of like the kind of film talk that i don't particularly like because i think okay now it's gone way too it's gone way too navel gazing it's gone way too film theories gone way too students sat down on a staircase with a bongo at three o'clock in the morning going well man you just don't get it and <laughs> but but some of it is good so this is what he says about Nope. He says, this is a film about the relationship between entertainment and audience, particularly how the two come to inform one another. Throughout this film, we are nailed over the head with images of potentially violent, not necessarily tameable beings being filmed. Gordy, the UAP, the director watching clips of Predator and Prey fighting. Being drawn to the allure spectacle makes us part of it. It chips at the division between what we consume and what we are. That's the first oh, paragraph. That's the first paragraph. Sean, what do you think of that so far? Well, I guess he's, he's this, this this dude's up. This guy's what's his what was his name again? Natoshi Nohara. Natoshi, yes, you've obviously. Natoshi Nohara and his his picture is. I'm pretty sure that's Willem Dafoe in American Psycho. Okay, he's yeah. he's obviously really gone in depth into this this film. It wouldn't surprise me if he's probably seen it multiple times. Uh, yep, I get from that from that scene. So so yeah, I mean it does. I, I probably would need time to digest that, but yeah, it's a, it's an interesting interesting concept i'd have to give that one some thought i think i'd have to give that one some serious thought i haven't really thought much more about about nope recently but so maybe i'll have a read through that and, and well yeah yeah have a, re- have a read through that yeah. see what you think because it's it's you know how people were talking about oh this film is all about like you know the audience and everything like that and i didn't mm. particularly pick up on that i did not no. i did not particularly i didn't think it was that strong for me but for some people that's all they see so mm. carrying on he says 
I'm going to do two paragraphs and we're going to stop and maybe we'll come back for the rest later. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, the second one says that, so he talks about uh, being drawn to the allure of a spectacle makes us part of it. It chips at the division between what we consume and what we are. Now, for anybody who hasn't seen Nope, this is going to get a little bit spoilerific. And, but the truth is like, I saw a trailer for Nope on, for the home release of Nope the other day. And it is like the whole film. I mean, honestly, I'm like, I'm so glad I did not see this trailer before I saw this film because I'm like, what the heck are you left to watch in the film? You, you, they, they, you know the thing that even we, Sean, we are trying to be all coy about it. That they're trying to That's get it. a photograph of something. Now we're trying to tell you not, we're not trying to not tell you what that thing is. Well, like you know, we when we did our review, the, this preview for the home release of Nope has a picture of the thing. It has, oh, it has oh, a no. picture. I'm like. It was it, it's one of it is honestly hands down one of the worst trailers I have seen. The ones before the film, I think I saw the first two. Those were all right. This was just rubbish. This was stupid. Okay, cool. The most ex, the most glaring example of this is Yoon and Gord and Gordy. Yoon notes that he and Gordy did the first ever exploding fist bump. Upon witnessing Gordy, to whom humans had thought they had tame, be made fit and safe for human consumption of viewership, snap and beat his co-stars horrendously. Yoon could still not distinguish his reality from entertainment. As Gordy came over to him, covered in blood, while Yoon hid beneath the table, he reaches out his hand, seemingly to do the exploding fistbump with Yoon. Despite the context of the situation indicating that Gordy is clearly a violent wild animal, Yoon reaches out his hand for the exploding fistbump. He cannot tell whether Gordy is a wild animal, whose actions he just bore witness to, or the character from the show. There is no division. Peel leaves this particularly ambiguous as Gordy is killed before contact can be made between the two. Was Gordy recalling his fondness for Yoon and reprising his character from the show, or was he reacting to hurt Yoon as part of his spree? We don't know. The line between entertainment and reality has fully blurred. Oh, right. Okay. Well, that was, <laughs> I mean, the, the Gordy scene was, the, was I think we, we both agreed, that was the more interesting um, it, aspect yeah. of the film, I think. I would, yeah. uh, that, so that, that would be, you know, that would be worth looking into a little bit more, maybe. Yeah, I that, think the that best was yeah, so carry on, Sean. No, 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 go on. No, no, you go, post. I was, I was going to say, uh, that was the bit of the film that you made you go, huh, what are they saying mm. here? What are they... And there's yeah. bits of what he says there that I kind of agree with. That, like, there's something... That the, the character that Stephen Yoon plays in the film is quite an interesting one because there's yes. bits about it where when they show you what happened when he was younger and when they show you how he acted when he's older, you're like, whoa, what is going on here? Yeah, what is this dude doing? Is like, is 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 he is he aware? Like, there's bits of it where you're not sure whether something has happened to him that he's just buried in his mind, or whether he's fully aware of what happened in his mind and he's just ignoring it. Ignoring yeah, it. And yep. So I I I think that there is stuff that can be dug into there. Um. So yeah. But anyway, as I can say, if you wanted to read the rest of what um Natoshi Nohara has to say about Nope. You can go and read the, let's see, that was two paragraphs, the four, three, four, five, the six, the six paragraphs that he, wrote, that he wrote on our oh, review wow. of Nope. So, Natoshi, oh, no, wait, is that right? No, it's Hitoshi. Hitoshi, Hitoshi. Nohara. Yeah, thank you very much for getting in touch. And please do keep listening and keep writing more essays on other things that we say. But getting onto films that we've actually seen this week. And that is, so as I said, it's the Sean show because Sean is the only one. He's the only expert amongst us. He's the only professional around here. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Who doesn't let things like, you know, a mountain of nappies stop him going to the cinema? He doesn't, uh, yeah, he still gets there. He still watches new things on Netflix. Mm. So today we are going to have a straight up fight between See How They Run 
and Django and Django on Netflix. So, okay. see how they run. You saw that okay. in cinemas. Tell us about I did. this. Can I just say, just before we, we start into that, I, I also saw um, 3,000 Years of, of Longing. Oh, yeah, 3,000 yeah. Years of Longing, so, yeah. So I actually saw that. And um, I must admit, I, I agree totally with the review you, you did of it. I, I really enjoyed it. It was, um, yeah, I, I don't know. There's something about it, isn't there? There's something about yeah. that movie that, that, <laughs> yeah. that is fun. You think, yeah, this is good. And I think Tilda is, is, is really good. And, yep. You know, but it's quite funny. I kept getting focused to um, the genie's ear for some reason. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That was obviously deliberate, but it was like, I kept sort of getting drawn to that. I don't know why. I don't know why. But yeah, no, yeah. no it was great. It was really good fun, really interesting. It is. I'll tell you one thing that happened because in two weeks, we, we reviewed two Idris Elba movies and we reduced Beast and we reviewed 3000 Years of Longing. And it made me think that it's it's a random thought. It doesn't really make change in anybody's life. But it made me think, I don't think Idris Elba is a film star. No, no. no. I don't think he's a movie star. <laughs> he's a good actor. But if yeah. you think about it, think about a film that starred Idris Elba that... Well, that was the thing. It was like a film that a film that he carried, <laughs> oh, and, yeah. I, I, yeah. and I'm trying to think. It's not like you can like. There's no film that's synonymous with Idris Elba. No. Like it's not like you can say, "Oh, Tom Cruise," and you can immediately go, "Oh, Top Gun," or you can yeah. say, it, "Like you know, even Tom Hanks or Forrest Gump." There is no film that is synonymous with Idris Elba. And I, I mean, I mean, I was just like, I don't think the dude is a film star. I mean, he's. He's a celebrity. He's a good actor. He's yeah. probably more of a TV actor than he is a film star. But everybody treats him like a massive star, I and know, it's. I know. And he was. Even I'm happy for him. He was even tapped to be the James Bond, wasn't he? At one uh, point. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I have my thoughts about James the Bond. The thing I always remember. James Bond, anything other than a white man. Yep. The thing I remember, and, and I'm pretty sure it was this one. It goes, "Today we are cancelling the apocalypse." Was that him? Uh, yeah, that was him. That was him. That, that was Pacific Rim. That, that, was, Pacific that Rim. was not good. That was not good. Yeah, that, was so, not, that was not a moment. That's yeah, not a good moment. No, but it, well, but it, people love that moment, though. Yeah, people, yeah. I know. People, people, people essentially, good, but... you, you know, you know the, um, I think today we're canceling the apocalypse. It is said in the same breath as, today we declare our independence day. <laughs> it is it is said in that in that sort of same breath so yeah three thousand years of longing it is it, it i it is it is a very different film because you could argue it's a film in which not much happens but people sit down and tell each other stories and but it's awesome it's awesome and and like the flash yeah but but you know the thing i was trying to be really coy about where i said that there's something that happens in london with the gin that yeah like why wouldn't that happen in istanbul yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. There is, that. yeah, yeah. There's, there's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. You're like, hang on a second, but why wouldn't that happen? Yeah, what, what, yeah. what, wait, what are you trying to say about Istanbul? <laughs> what are you trying to say about yeah, Istanbul? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, and it, yeah, that, that was that was a bit for me that was just kind of like, oh, I don't know about that. But apart from that, I think the the flashbacks, the stuff, the Queen of Sheba, Sheba love it. Stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Agree. So, so I totally, I'm, I'm with your review all the way on that one. Oh, cool. Thank you. Thank you very much. Always good to be validated. <laughs> so now let's go to see how they run. Okay. See how they run. Well, this was, um, there, there, there hasn't been a lot out there. So this, I thought I'd go and see this. It was yep. one I was actually looking forward to because uh, for all the hype and, you know, there was, there was a lot of adverts on the buses and all, you know, must see and all this sort of thing. So I went, it's basically, it's a story of, 
the, the, the play that's been running the longest is is the mouse trap. Yep. And um, it's uh, there's obviously like a, a murder mystery. I mean, there's a murder that goes on, and then you do the investigation. Um, I found this a hard watch actually, and I know there's a lot of a lot of hype. I think this was for me the mouse trap but on film but theatrically on film so it was basically i mean you've got the actors you've got richard attenborough dickie attenborough and you've got yep i mean i've never seen the mousetrap and i know it's the longest running thing i've never seen the mousetrap and i think to really really enjoy this film you probably would have had to see (laughs) the mousetrap because i did hear a couple of titters in the audience you know there was a couple of and i'm sure there must be so many references to this for you know even right at the ending so yeah basically um there's this murder and you get like a jaded detective who's like, uh, you know, just he's examined the case. He goes through the motions. Then you've got this young woman PC and she's like, uh, she's like, played by, play, play by Shirley Ronan. Shirley Ronan. Yeah. And she just writes absolutely everything down. And the one thing the detective says, and the one thing he says, one thing you must do as a detective is never jump to conclusions. Right. So, yeah what happens through the film she jumps i won't say what what goes on but she records absolutely minutiae of detail of what's said what's gone on and um and then there's one scene where he's he just wants to get away like so he goes oh i'm going to the dentist and he off he goes and anyway something because he's a bit of a boozer you know yeah yeah yeah. so anyway and then it goes on to stuff that actually happens in the theater and uh uh, so that they're showing the mouse trap, and then you find, you know, some people that have watched. There's, uh, I forget what the characters are. They're pretty, but there's, um, who's the actor who plays like like a writer? I um, can't remember his name. I, I should really, I should have done a bit, a bit of research. Uh, well, is that. it is it David Ayello? Yeah, David. E- yes, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And um, so that was quite a good bit. But I've, I've got to be honest with this film. Um, I do honestly believe you would you basically have to have seen the mousetrap because I just, I thought not particularly dull. I didn't get it. Normally I'm quite good at getting new the, the, that I couldn't see any, you know, cause it's a whodunit. I couldn't really see. I mean, all the, oh, red yeah, herring, yeah. all the red herrings are in there. Like, Oh, they had an argument and there was this going on <laughs> and that going on. And, and, you know, well, baby, babies here and relationships. And so, so, so you're saying you, you didn't pick who, who did it. I couldn't pick who did it straight away. No. So that must've been, okay. I mean, it all ends up, let's just say it all ends up at, so, so the, the the last act, if you will, ends up at um, Agatha Christie's place. So that's that's like the last act of the. So yeah, it's yeah. basically, especially like a play, you got you know you just for, for me thinking like that anyway. So basically, basically this, I don't know. It was I think it was a Easy. homage to the Mouse Trap, you know. Oh so, no, I um, think I think I think they made no bones about the fact that this is a homage to to the Mouse Trap because the the murder takes place. In the theater that in the, the mousetrap is playing at, yeah. and, uh, and there's there's no bones about that that it's it's a it's a homage. I mean, they they said that right, like this is a homage to, to the mousetrap. But um, and now the, the funny thing is, I've seen the mousetrap twice. Okay. I've seen the mousetrap, so uh, it would be interesting for me to actually mm. uh, because I still I still want to see this, and and uh, I still want to see this. And it would be interesting to see if I pick up on any of that because I saw the mousetrap and I saw the mousetrap ages ago. Mm. <laughs> So uh, the, the second time I saw it was ages ago. I can't remember any sort of like I I, I know who did it, but the the second time I saw it, was, I can't remember any of the 
minutia of it so we'll, we'll see but i mean i know that there's things in the trailer that seem quite cool like the the shashi ronan sam rockwell relationship where you have like the really really over eager couple who just wants to arrest everybody yeah it looks like this it looks like there's some potential there but was well, so you're saying that you but you didn't you struggled with it you didn't quite get on with it no i i didn't quite get on with it i don't know if it was um perhaps I mean, I didn't really know what to expect. And I thought, well, you know, you know, and I need to see something this week and I hadn't seen it. And as I say, it, I mean, it's on, seems to be on a lot of buses on the island, you know, such a great. And, and there was a, there was a decent crowd there and there was mm-hmm. there was quite a bit of tittering going on. So at some of the scenes. But for me personally, I didn't know what I wanted to what it wanted to be. Mm. Um, I didn't know if it wanted to be. I mean, I'm not really I've got to be honest, I'm not really a big whodunit sort of person that's not that's that's not my you know that's not my my what i like in a movie because i don't know maybe yeah. i'm not analytically so, enough so 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 for instance something like knives out with daniel craig yeah you, was, you, I, you I didn't get away with that no 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 no. i think I, I think i enjoyed that one knives out but this one i don't know i don't know i can't i can't really really put my finger on it but i didn't enjoy it you know it was it was watchable but i didn't and even the comedic bits, which were supposed to be comedic bits, were, I didn't think, particularly uh, comedic, All right. if you will. But there was there was a lot of laughter in the audience, so I'm sure it must be. You, you'll probably love it, Toes, and it'd be great when well, you see it and you can say you know, to me, well, well, you know. I, I, well, I have to I have to be honest with you. The the, the I trailer the audience. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no the, the the trailer the trailer of this. When I saw the trailer, I did I, I was watching it thinking, this looks like my kind of film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was watching it going, this looks like my kind of film. A whodunit that doesn't take itself too seriously, that's sort of like messing around with the theatre. There's probably gonna be some theatre jokes in there, which I will get being a theatre kid. Yes. But um but um but yeah, that's one that's one I will I will attempt to see and then come back and let you know. That's but fine. but for now you are the only one who made the effort to actually go and see it. So how many stars would you give? See how they run. Okay, well this is probably I mean I I will give it a three star. Cool. You know, I'll give it a three stars, but I'm not saying it. It didn't like blow me away, and it didn't. I just found it. I don't know. I don't know. It just didn't. Didn't really. It just. It was just like a film. You know, it was just like, like. Um, yeah, yeah, it, I mean, it, it was just. It was just like yeah. okay, well, two hours. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, I can go. But, I can go home now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. So and now we go on to the second film, and this is the. This is so. Oh, this is very, very late in the day to be telling you what the con- what the concept of this show is. But we go and see things in the cinema, read them out of five, see things on Netflix and Friends, read them out of five, and say where money's been better spent this week. And on um, uh, now, I you mentioned this. You said that you saw Django and Django on. Mm. You saw Netflix. Django and Django on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, and Netflix. I never heard of that. I was like, well, is that a Django film I haven't heard of? So I just looked it up and realized that this seems to be what Netflix does well, and it's a documentary that has Quentin Tarantino as its thumbnail. I'm thinking, seeing as the fact that you're going to see your favorite Quentin Tarantino film tonight, I have a feeling that I know where you think your money was better spent this week. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but so tell us, tell us about Django and Django. Okay, so Django and Django. So um, obviously Tarantino did Django Unchained. And, yes. Um, uh, there, there's based on the film, original film called Django, which was by a director called Sergio Cabucci, which... Yeah was um, the second best spaghetti western director in okay in, in Italy um, after Sergio it, Leone after Sergio Leone and they were mates Sergio Leone were mates and they it, this is all about a documentary of how they they cut their teeth really as sort of just being you know uh, screen runners for runners for the thing and then gradually yep. they worked into 
you know, uh, work their way up through the sets to first, you know, second director and then screenplays and all that. So it starts off with the early Italian yeah. movies and there. And then it goes up, uh, but, you know, Tarantino just so knows his movies. I'm not kidding. I could <laughs> listen to him talk to us. He is just absolutely a mind of information when it comes to movies. And yeah. he loves it, doesn't he? He must live it. He must live the you know, whole... He, he, totally, he totally does live it. I mean, the, also the fact that I know that you, you and Tarantino seem to share a brain. So, mm. yeah. so yeah. So I can imagine that he's the kind of person that you just love to sit down and have a chat with for yeah, yeah, for like for sure. ages. Yeah. I mean, I I quite watch on the on the odd occasions like they have the directors guild and uh, you know. Yes. Yeah. 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 The discussions are there, and, and, and I like him. But anyway, back to this. So yeah. So this is a it's a seventy minute documentary about Sergio, and he makes a really good point. He said, Kabuchi's really happy to be called this the the second best director of spaghetti westerns." He said. If it come to the American Westerns, I mean, it goes, it's more difficult. You could say like John Ford and then mm -hmm. who would be the second one. Would it be well, Welsh or, you know, um, uh, uh, Howard, Hawks, Howard Hawks, you know, you know, so. Yeah, uh, well, there's, I don't think I don't really think of Howard Hawks as a Western director. Not as a Western director, no. But, yeah. but in that type of thing, some of the other directors. So anyway, so it goes through Corbucci's career and some of the films he's made. So obviously between the, the discussions, between the talks, there's clips from from all of these these different spaghetti westerns, Django, yeah. um, the clips, and then it goes back, and they've got people who worked with Corbucci. They've got Franco Nero on there, and yeah, uh, yeah, 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 legend. And and there's a bit he, he did this one called the the mercenary, uh, which because all his films are really different compared to Leone films, they're much more dark and bloody and violent yeah. And, yeah. and stuff like that compared to the Leone ones. But the mercenary apparently was. One of the few times that he emulated Leone, if you like, with a yeah. you know a final duel at the end with a with a great piece of music. Um, so, so so is is this this is just is a documentary just about Sergio Sergio Cabucci? Yeah, just about. It's Sergio just Cabucci. it's just so it's not, it's not about Django. It's about yeah, it's, it's about it's Sergio about him. Cabucci. Okay, and the reason on. with the Django because he mentions afterwards, like like at the end, he's saying his Django Tarantino's Django was because he works it all out. He works out the whole story you know and he said well he knew it would have to take place in the antebellum south in this you know and he works out the whole story and he says to the the uh Corbucci Django he goes there's there's something in this film that's never really explained he said he's looking at a grave and it's got Mercedes on now I always wondered what this Mercedes was about you know yeah. he goes, I don't think it was his wife but that, and, and he just explains the whole thing and he says so this is what I think this is this is the story and he makes this really credible story about he was obviously he fought in the the, the war and yep. and, and like um, it's a uh, you know you know like it it was like his friends who got killed sort of wife or whatever. Anyway, he just tells the story and it's just like wow, he's just made a film there itself, you know. <laughs> and he goes on to say that a lot of Kabuki films about fascism. Yep. And, and sometimes, I mean, as in the big the Grand Silence, the Grand Silencio, you know, like sometimes the 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 bad guys come out on top it's not always you know that's why they're yeah, quite yeah, dark, yeah. you know yeah. i don't know if you've seen many spaghetti westerns have you those have you, have you watched matching the way apart oh, you see, no, that is like, i i think I, i've the the dollars trilogy i haven't seen all the way through oh, okay. like i think i think you could 
like you could show me clips from the different films and I'll get them confused yeah, yeah, as, to, yeah. as to which film is which right, so, okay. it, so it, it's a, 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 a apart, from, apart from the end of The Good, The Bad and The Ugly I haven't seen them all the way through I have seen Django Django was one of the first westerns I ever saw because we had it on we had it on Betamax in Nigeria so I saw Django the guy with the coffin and the Gatling gun mm. and the coffin and everything like that and so we just thought that that was cool and it didn't occur to me later until it was so I don't think I've seen that many spaghetti westerns no. Or if I have seen them, I just thought that they were westerns. Well, yeah. <laughs> it didn't. But, yeah. but but the interesting thing about that is, like in that Django, in the original Django with, with the gun, there's like loads of loads of uh, bad guys that are wearing red masks, and and yeah. Tarantino was sort of saying, well, that's probably the Ku Klux Klan, you know, but they didn't yeah. have the hoods. Instead of the hoods, they've had the masks. So it's yeah, it's, um, yeah. I mean. Because, so, yeah. because, because Kubitschi would have been coming out of fascist Italy, so yeah. He would, yeah, yeah, he was, because he yeah. was, you know, at the time, he would have been coming out, so so a lot of his, and they're really nasty, you know, his characters are yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, are, yeah, yeah. Are, are pretty cruel and nasty and horrible characters, so, yeah, I, so they're very, very dark. I, I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a scene that sticks out in my head, is in the original Django, mm. where they crush his hands by riding horses over his hands. That's right, and, yeah. And that is a scene that I remember being watching this thing, and uh, I was probably about seven. Couldn't watch the scene, and in my head now, I'm thinking that is just so nasty. Why would you do that? Yeah, Such right. a nasty thing to do. And then the then then the final bit in the graveyard, and how he gets around the fact that they've crushed it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the Kabuki, Jang, the original Django is nasty. Original Django is a nasty film. And there's there's been a lot of lot of spin-offs, but um, you know, sort of. Sartana and, and Django meets Sartana. But this, as I say, the, the whole thing, probably this is, I mean, it doesn't say that, that Tarantino, it's, I mean, he's just talking, but it's got him written all over it. It's got Tarantino written all over it, you know, so it yeah. wouldn't surprise me if he had quite a lot of input in this. And I just love, I could just listen to him. This was, this was fabulous. <laughs> this was just, this was just like, whoa, well, uh, I really like that so much that I'll probably watch it again, you know? Um, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. This it's, it's it's a really really good good watch if you like spaghetti westerns. If you don't like spaghetti westerns, then or you're not really it's, spaghetti it's western not, It sounds fan. like it's a it sounds like it's a good entry point to find out more about yes, spaghetti westerns. Yes, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, yeah, because you know for ages I did not know why they were called spaghetti westerns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like I was like spaghetti western, what? a western in which they eat spaghetti. What, what are you on about? <laughs> yeah. And I it, I did not know for absolute ages why they were called spaghetti westerns. And I think I finally found out, probably around about the age of twenty two or something like that, why they were called spaghetti westerns. And I was like, huh. Then you sort of go back and watch, look at the films, and you go, I guess it doesn't look like America. <laughs> when you look at it properly, it doesn't look like America. Yeah. He, he actually goes back to he actually Tarantino talks about the scene you know because so um, uh, uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio character goes back to he goes to Italy doesn't he to sort of reinvent his career yes so, yeah, yes and, yes and, in, and, and in once upon a time in Hollywood yeah, yeah once upon a time in Hollywood and and he goes into that a little bit more he goes into that a bit a bit more okay, depth about okay. his film yeah oh okay so okay so. Um, Sean, just before you give us the start, and I know because you are a massive Tarantino, and you could just sort of listen to the guy talk all day, and you're talking yeah. about how, how much he's built these stories in his head. You do know that he has pretty much, you know the, the character uh, that Leonardo DiCaprio plays in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Rick, yes. Rick Dalton? Rick, Rick Dalton, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Rick Dalton, my dad, yeah. You know, Tarantino knows the guy's entire filmography. 
like if you go to Tarantino, he would tell you all the films that yeah. Rick Dalton starred yeah, Rick Dalton, in. Yeah. All, and he has he and he has written a book. He has written a book. Wow. Where, yeah. uh, which he hasn't released yet, but he, he because he, I heard him talking because he wrote a novelization of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I think you might like because it's not exactly the same as the film. It's different from the film in that the ending of the one of the film Once Upon a Time in Hollywood comes about halfway through the book, and then the book carries on. Ah. And, but but he wrote this book right where it the, the, and the whole idea is that Rick Dalton, um, Rick Dalton retires from Hollywood is living in Hawaii and then there is a then there is a film a festival there where they're doing like you know retrospective of Rick Dalton's work so Rick Dalton yeah. shows up and that in the book Quentin Tarantino is a character and Quentin Tarantino goes and interviews Rick Dalton so essentially Quentin Tarantino has written a book in which he wow, interviews yeah. Rick Dalton about his entire career because he is just that kind of nerd that's just he, the kind of... He really is, yeah. I mean, he's... he's yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, I'll have to look out for that then. All right, so, so how many stars would you give Django okay, and Django? Well, because it was just so good and I so really, really enjoyed it, this this would be a five star. But if you weren't into spaghetti westerns, it would probably be a four. So from a personal point of view, I would just... This has got five star for me written all over it. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so I, I will give this a five star. But it's yep. a great, like you said, it's, it's really good you said that. It's a great entry point into spaghetti westerns. Because yeah. it, talk, it talks about Leone and you know stuff. So yeah, it's it's. And, I think Netflix Netflix are so good at doing these sort of things. I don't know. Docu- you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't, this isn't a this isn't a Netflix documentary, but I think uh, but I think Netflix is brilliant for documentaries. For I documentaries, mean, I just yeah. like you know I was talking about Untold the other week, and I was talking yeah. about the the Untold series, and I actually watched the one the Untold the girlfriend who disappeared, and yeah, yeah, yeah. good God. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you're an if you're an American, if you're an, because it's all about this college American football player who played for Notre Dame. Yeah. So yeah, he played for he played for Notre Dame. And if you're American, you probably knew all about this story while it was happening. Didn't wow. I didn't have a clue about it. I, I didn't know anything about it because I, I, I think this was like 2009. The whole thing went down, and so I didn't know anything about it. And watching back, watching back, I just look at this story. You're like, what? the actual <laughs> so sean i i i know i know you like some of your sports you like your american football yes. i could totally recommend untold i could do it. Oh. oh but oh, yeah. the other thing is have you ever heard martin scorsese talk about film yes 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 i have i think on, on occasions there was one in that director's guild so yeah i don't yeah so yeah i, I, was, I was gonna say because for you who would you rather listen to because martin scorsese does have that sort of like in depth, yeah, yeah, in depth encyclopedic knowledge like Tar- Tarantino does. So, but f- but for I'm, your money, I'm, who would you rather listen to? My Tarantino, but I like them both. <laughs> don't get me wrong, I like them both. I mean, I thought Hugo was was Hugo. You know Hugo. You know the film Hugo. I know, I know the film Hugo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That was that was that was a homage to. And I, but I think they're 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 both great, and that but they probably know different things. So I think Scorsese sees the superhero films as. As not, not movie, doesn't he? He's so, like, that's not cinema. That's not uh, cinema. No, that's not so, cinema. So, no, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I like Scorsese as well, and and I know he's he's really really knowledgeable, and it would be quite interesting to see those two, Tarantino and um, Scorsese, have a good old chat about. Have a good old ooh yeah. ooh. Yeah. Oh, I, I think it could, I could get a bit competitive. Yeah, no, just sound on the stage trying to show who who knows the most. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the big dog around here. That, <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I I think the thing is with Tarantino is um, 
I, I mean, I lo- love his canon of films, you know. I mean, I, I love all his films. And I'm yep. the same with Scorsese, but I think Scorsese probably knows more about, you know, the origins of cinema and the, the technical aspects and, uh, you know, you know, yeah. like early cinema. Whereas I'm pretty sure Tarantino does, but he's more... I don't know. I guess he's. he's I think. Yeah. I think Tarantino is. A, he's almost a bit more genre. He's a bit more pop. genre. That's the word. Yeah. That's he's. He's word. a bit more pop than Scorsese is. Yeah. And yeah. It, I think Scorsese is kind of like, oh, he would talk about, oh, you know, the Powell and Pressburger and all that kind of yeah. stuff. I don't. Yeah. And Tarantino would talk about. Will will dive into random stuff that you know yeah. he used to watch in the video store oh. at the dead of night that came out of japan yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it that's it so that's so, so they're different 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 dudes isn't they? i mean you could probably say if you were to say something like oh you know delinquent girl boss japanese 1970 so tarantino would know all about it and scorsese would probably be aware of it but then if you was to say scorsese or you know oh have you seen um i don't know some like you know you know old Hitchcock film or something, you know, he'd know, know all about that. But yeah, right. so they'd be different things. So I'm right, sure cool. we would. So I'm sure both of them would. That's a documentary that we're waiting for. Yeah. Scorsese and Tarantino. Scorsese, yeah. <laughs> that would be good. Sitting there just having a chat. So having a chat. <laughs> all right, cool. So I think that is everything from us this week. And yeah. um, I think until next week when we will go and look for other things in cinema. Yes. And I will be trying to finish. I've been trying to finish a documentary series on Disney Plus called Light and Magic. Which okay. is all about the it is about the origin of the of the special effects house, Industrial Light and Magic, who were formed for Star Wars. Essentially they were and it's about how they how they ended up doing the effects on Star Wars and all that. And they're the ones who they're probably the biggest effects house in the world at the moment. Yes. And they're the ones who did Jurassic Park and everything like and you know you, yeah, yeah. I was gonna Karen, say there's the I mean I think there's one that comes up afterwards. You probably would know. Weta, is it Weta? W-E-T-A? Weta, yeah. Weta, Weta, yeah. Weta were created for the Lord of the Rings. Rings. They're, oh, they're okay. New Zealand based and pretty much that was Peter Jackson saying, I need stuff for the Lord of the Rings. Essentially, Peter Jackson did what George Lucas did saying, I need stuff. Nobody can do it. So he created a company to do it. Oh, right. okay. <laughs> cool. Cool. So Weta, yeah, Weta, they, they, they are, and they were like motion capture, motion capture, they were motion caption um, pioneers because of Gollum, because they did Gollum and all that. So, um, but yeah, and it's so yeah, light and magic, and it talks about it. And you know, you spoke about the film, oh, something God. Oh yeah, um, stop motion uh, animation yeah, film. Yeah, um, yeah. Hang on, it come to me in a minute. I like that as well very much. Um, yeah, Phil Tippett, Mad something. God, Mad God, Mad God. That's it. Yeah, Phil Tippett, Mad God, and. This Phil Tippett was one of the guys who was working on the special effects for Star Wars, and he's in it. Wow. So they so they interview all these different people who were involved in it, and they talk about how they all came together with all the different skills. And I think what's going to happen later on is they're going to talk about where they went on and what they're... And I think there's a bit where Phil Tippett talks about, for instance, you know how they said he disappeared for 25 years trying yes. to make Mad God? Yeah. And he talks about the reason why he disappeared and uh, what Jurassic Park had to do with it. So I'm trying to finish watching that, but my daughter keeps demanding to watch something else on the TV. Uh, yeah, so. I can understand that. Well, there's, um, I, I, I've watched another series, which which I'll probably save for next week, which is... Um, Old Studios. Old Studios, yeah. So, the, Neil, and I mean, they're Neil quite short. Some of, yeah, yeah, some of those are quite short. So, I mean, I've, I've watched the... I pretty much binge watched them. So, but I mean, yeah. they're, they're, it could be one of those episode by episode ones. But it could be, yeah. Could, yeah, it could yeah, be. Yeah. All right, cool. Okay. Until next week, when we'll find out if there's anything in the cinemas. It's a goodbye from me.
And it's a good pro goodbye from me. Thank you very much for joining us. Leave us a review somewhere. Get onto our YouTube channel and leave an essay like Hitoshi Nohara did. And we will see you next week. <laughs> bye. Bye bye. Cheers.